Section 15 of Talks About Flowers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Talks About Flowers by Mary Decker Welcome. A Talk About Pelargoniums. And so I hold the smallest flower, some gracious thought may be, some message of the father's love may hap to you or me here we step on disputed ground are geraniums pelargoniums who shall decide when florists disagree there are eminent names on both sides of the question mr harry cannell of swanley england a florist who stands in the front rank and whose name has become so widely known in connection with new life geranium of which he was the originator jumbles up together under the head of pelargoniums everything we on this side of the water class under the head of geraniums a veritable muddle he makes of the matter that is our private opinion we whisper it to you confidentially here is our yellow zonal guinea our best scarlet better general grant and wellington and mrs pollock and happy thought all called pelargoniums and yet are quite unlike in leaf and flower what we americans denominate a pelargonium and to avoid confusion it is certainly advisable for us to adhere to our established distinctiveness we quote from the gardener's chronicle of january third eighteen eighty a sensible talk on this subject to which mr cannell takes exceptions pelargoniums and geraniums i think it would be as well to settle by authority the exact names of those flowers that seem to be indiscriminately called pelargoniums and geraniums. Botany has been described as the science of giving polysyllabic barbarian Greek names to foreign weeds. But while some plants, Abias mericii, for instance, are most carefully described, others, as geraniums, seem to be called by names that do not belong to them, but to quite a different flower i notice both in your letterpress and advertisement mention made of zonal pelargoniums now i should certainly decline to receive geraniums if i ordered pelargoniums i am old enough to remember that we had a parti-coloured greenhouse flower of a violet shape that was called a geranium then came a lot of hardy bedding out stuff with a truss of red flowers all of one colour followed by tom thumbs and horseshoes which grow nicely out of door then we were told that we must no longer call those greenhouse plants geraniums that their right and proper name was pelargoniums and that those bedding out plants were strictly speaking geraniums now however the old name geranium seems to be dropped for both and the new name pelargonium given to both surely erroneously let us however have it fairly settled which is which so that we may clearly and distinctly know what we are talking about and not make mistakes either in writing or talking in sending to shows or in ordering plants james richard haig blair hill sterling we will now give a part of a lecture delivered last spring before a pelargonium society in london by shirley hibbard a delightful writer on horticulture says mr vick from whose magazine we quote the following a pelargonium is not a geranium although often so called the true geraniums are for the most part herbaceous plants 
inhabiting the northern hemisphere and the pelargoniums are for the most part shrubby or sub-shrubby plants of the southern hemisphere let us for a moment wander among the pleasant slopes of darley dale in derbyshire or by the banks of the clyde or the calder we shall in either case be rewarded by seeing vast sheets of the lovely meadow cranesbill geranium protense a true geranium and one of the sweetest flowers in the world in the rocky recesses of ashwood dale or on the banks of the bonny dune we may chance to see in high summer a profusion of the herb robert geranium robitarianum with pink flowers and purple leaves a piece of true vegetable jewelry and once more i invite you to an imaginary journey and we will ride by rail from furness to whitehaven in order to behold on the railway bank more especially near st bees a wonderful display of the crimson crane's bill geranium sanguineum which from july to september forms solid sheets often of a furlong in length of the most resplendent color no garden coloring can even so much as suggest the power of this plant as it appears at a few places on the cumberland coast even the sheets of scarlet poppies we see on badly cultivated cornlands are as nothing compared with these masses of one of the most common and hardiest of our wild flowers now let us fly to the other side of the globe and alight in the vicinity of the cape of good hope say on the vast desert of karoo where there is much sand much sunshine and little rain here in the midst of desolation the world is rich with flowers for the healthy shrub that occurs in patches glowing with many bright hues consists in part of wild pelargoniums which often take the form of miniature deciduous trees although in the valleys nearer the coast where more rain falls they are evergreen bushes very different in their character are these two tribes of plants and they are not less different in their constitution and aspects we may regard the geraniums as herbs of europe and the pelargoniums as miniature trees of africa when we examine the flowers we find the fine petals of a true geranium of precisely the same shape and size but the fine petals of a pelargonium are not so for sometimes the topmost are the largest and stand apart from the rest with great dignity like mother and father looking down on their dutiful daughters and in other cases they are the smallest petals of the pelargonium and in this respect to convert pelargoniums into geraniums but the conversion will not be complete until much more wonderful things are accomplished a geranium has ten stamens and a pelargonium has only seven perfect ones these numbers are not constant but the exceptions are of no consequence in a general statement of the case when all is said that can be said about the differences and resemblances of the several genera of geraniaceae there remains only one constant an unfailing test of a true pelargonium and that is the nectariferous tube immediately below the flower and running down one side of the flower stalk if you hold the pedicel up to the light it may be discerned as giving an indication of a double flower stalk but when dissected with a pin or the point of a knife it is found to proceed from the base of the largest of the green sepals and it often appears to form a sort of digit or point in the line of the pedicel 
when you have mastered this part of the story you may cherish the idea that you know something about pelargoniums the large flowered show varieties and the large flowered single zonals take the lead and they are pleasantly followed by a crowd of ivy-leaved double-flowered and variegated sorts that are useful and beautiful the pelargonium society has set up a severe standard of judging and a variety must be distinct and good to pass through the sieve moreover the raising of varieties has been to a great extent reduced to scientific principles and we obtain as a result new characters suggestive of the great extent of the field that still lies open to the adventurous spirit in cross-breeding no one in recent years has contributed more directly toward the scientific treatment of the subject than our own painstaking treasure dr denny of whose labors i propose to present a hasty sketch dr denny commenced the raising of pelargoniums in the year eighteen sixty six having in view to ascertain the influence of parentage and thus to establish a rule for the selection of varieties for seed-bearing purposes in raising varieties with variegated leaves as also with distinct and handsome flowers he found the pollen parent exercised the greatest influence on the offspring the foundation of his strain of circular flowered zonals was obtained by fertilizing the large starry flowers of leonidas with pollen taken from the finely formed flowers of lord darby from eighteen seventy one to the present time dr denny has sent out sixty varieties and he has in the same period raised and flowered and destroyed about thirty thousand these figures show that when the selection is severe and nothing is allowed to pass that is not of the highest quality there must be five hundred seedlings grown for the chance of obtaining one worth naming we have devoted a good deal of space to this citation because of its interest and value on the question at issue mr hibbard has we think made the matter very clear and conclusive it must be to the most of minds pelargoniums are divided into classes though we rarely see any classifications of them in catalogues regal pelargoniums are comparatively a new type and from the fact of their having more scalloped petals somewhat approaching a double they retain their petals instead of shedding them as do the single show flowers the beauty of oxton and queen victoria novelties of very recent introduction belong to this class we had them in bloom last year and thought them very fine the beauty of oxton has the upper petals of a very rich maroon color darkly blotched under petals very dark crimson shaded with maroon light center tinted with rose all the petals are attractively and regularly margined with white and beautifully fringed the flowers are large and the extra number of petals gives them the appearance of being semi-double queen victoria is of a very novel type and marvelously beautiful the flowers have crispy petals all of which are rich vermilion in color broadly margined with white and the upper ones blotched with maroon these show and fancy pelargoniums have what the florists term blotches i e large spots on the two upper petals and spots which mean the darker marks upon the centre of the lower ones the lady of the lake belongs to this class lower petals orange rose painted with crimson very dark maroon top petals with a narrow even crimson edge white centre prince charlie is very unique in its markings 
color white elegantly tipped with rose-violet blotches fringed and striped pelargoniums this is a very handsome class of which there are many new varieties princess of wales we had last summer it has elegant frilled petal margins flower trusses large size and borne in profusion well above the foliage ground color pure blush each petal alike marked with a rich dark velvet crimson scarlet margined blotch star of the east resembles the princess of wales in growth and profusion of bloom but with larger flowers of pure white ground the petals are elegantly fringed the upper ones marked with a rich crimson spot and the under ones elegantly penciled with violet colored lines these are among the novelties of recent introduction hybrid perpetual pelargoniums a class of distinct habit free bloomers mostly fragrant foliage good for bedding out of these we have only had madame glavitsky of bavarian origin color upper petals of fine vermilion veined and spotted with purple under petals vermilion we were much pleased with pelargonium felicifolia odorata for its finely cut leaves of a fern-like appearance and pleasing fragrance our specimens of the various classes were from the extensive and superb collection of mr john saul of washington d c among them was one which originated in his establishment and was named for his wife it belongs to the regal class the habit is compact and very free flowering producing large trusses of flowers the color of which is a rich glowing vermilion with light center and light margin to the petals we are indebted to mr john g heinel for specimen plants of two new monthly pelargoniums now offered for the first time to the general public of the origin of one fred dorner we have this account given in a letter to mr heinel from fred dorner esq of lafayette mr dorner says six years ago i undertook to grow some pelargoniums from seed i procured some very choice seed of ernest benery of erfist the seedlings grew finely about midwinter one commenced to bloom and to my astonishment kept on blooming for ten months during which period it was never without flowers the plants grew to a good size and at one time i counted forty-seven good-sized trusses on it the winter and ever-blooming quality with the large and beautifully colored flowers makes this pelargonium a great acquisition to the amateur as well as the florist i have seen here in lafayette plants and windows blooming all winter and it is acknowledged here to be the best and easiest kept house and window plant blooming from nine to ten months in the year freddie heinel originated with mr john g heinel who says it is a sport from fred dorner it is lighter colored and the flowers are somewhat larger that these are both a rare acquisition is evident from the testimony of such florists as mr john thorpe of queens and mr henry a drear of philadelphia mr thorpe says there are no pelargoniums equal to them and they have a decided right to be called perpetual three months later he writes i am more than ever impressed with their superiority over any perpetual blooming varieties and they must take foremost rank mr drear says the pelargoniums have proven very satisfactory they flower during the greater part of the summer and are now full of buds the colored lithograph which mr heinel says is a good representation shows them to be very beautiful we should think that to call a plant so dissimilar 
in foliage and flower a geranium would be a misnomer why not equally such to call a geranium a pelargonium mode of culture as we have seen by mr hibbard's address the pelargonium's native home is on arid plains where there is much sand much sunshine and little rain so that they are chiefly dependent on heavy dews for moisture to plant them in heavy soil give them a sheltered situation and liberal and frequent watering would be a mode of treatment directly the reverse of what they require in the cultivation of all plants we should as far as possible adapt them to their native conditions one skilled amateur says his rule is to let the earth in the pots become thoroughly dry before watering and always to give a period of rest after blooming another a lady said she never had any success with pelargoniums until she gave them a heavy period of rest after blooming in the spring when putting her plants out of doors she laid the pots containing pelargoniums on their sides and let them remain perfectly dry until fall she then took the plants out of the pots shook the soil from the roots and scrubbed them well with a hard brush and water the old-looking roots were cut off and the top trimmed down to six or eight inches in height they were then repotted in rich earth and watered very moderately till they started into full growth and after that more freely with this treatment they never failed to bloom a young physician who raised many extraordinarily fine varieties of pelargoniums from seed in stating his mode of culture said that his practice was to repot large plants whenever they seemed in danger of being pot-bound the mold he used was made up of black earth from under a manure heap and a little stiff clay to retain the water after the plants were done flowering they were trimmed rather close and with regard to probable places of sprouting they were then placed in partial shade and all shoots found straying out of symmetry were pinched off his large plants were kept moist till after bloom and then rather dry floral cabinet we have given these methods so that if not successful with one another can be adopted end of section fifteen